This is the Mercy Talk podcast. Mercy Talk is brought to you by Mercy Multiplied. We exist to encourage, equip, and empower both men and women with the same biblically-based principles we've seen work for over 35 years in our residential homes. If you want to find out more, head on over to mercymultiplied.com. Welcome back to Mercy Talk. Um, Today, we are going to be jumping off of last week's podcast. Yep. So, if you have not listened to last week's podcast, it'd be a great idea to pop on back and um, listen to the teaching that we shared with you guys. Um, It was actually teaching done in one of our, our Nashville home. Um, and it was Debbie Harvey, who mm-hmm. is one of our staff members, one of our leaders over in the Mercy UK. And we just felt like her teaching was just so solid and had so much just, I don't know, there was a lot of good stuff in there. And oh, we yeah. really just wanted to share it with you guys. Um, and so it was a little bit, uh, maybe a longer episode than what some of you guys might be used to because it was a longer teaching, but there was just too much good stuff in there to leave anything out. So what we're going to do today is just kind of unpack a few of the things that she talked about in that teaching. Um, and again, so please like go back and listen to it if you haven't listened to it yet because I don't know if what we say is going to make a whole lot of sense yeah. in context without her story. <laughs> yes, yes. So, um, but you know, a lot of what Debbie shared in her own testimony was just a lot of the hard stuff she walked through, suffering that she walked through, um, some of it not at all by her own choice, some of it by her choice, but just some really dark hard, painful days that she walked through Mm -hmm. and what it looked like to process that with the Lord. Um, And that was so much part of her story. And if you guys, you know, have been listening to Mercy Talk for long, you know that last year we did a whole series on suffering and heartache and anger at God. And those were a lot of the themes from her story. So there's going to be some things I think that we'll chat about today that are kind of some repeats of that conversation. But man, I don't think this is a conversation that's had enough, you know, how to process suffering and pain and heartache. And so um, we're just going to hit some of that again today. Yeah, I think, I mean, and a part of that is because people don't know what to do with it. So if we start Mm -hmm. talking about it while someone's in pain, like you don't want to disqualify, you know, where they're at. But I think what it points to is just some of the core beliefs that we have as a believer. You know, I was talking to somebody last week and we were talking, the bottom line is a lot of our hurt and heartache and struggle is fighting with the character of God. Mm -hmm. Yep. Right. Because basically that's the bottom line, right? That's what the enemy comes after is, is God good? Yeah. Right. So if we can foundationally start there, okay, yes, he's good. And then we can kind of move on and see the world because if you're functioning out of a context of, I don't know if he's good or I don't think he is, Mm -hmm. then everything else is going to be distorted. And so we were just talking about how you really have to go back to that one place, mm-hmm. right? You've yep. got to really line out who is God? What is his character? Is he good? Because yeah. when then, suffering and heartache hits, yeah. is it not the first thing out of oh. your mouth? God, yeah. how could you yeah. let like, this happen? Yeah. No yeah. matter where you are in your faith, like it's like the first thought that comes to people. Yeah. yeah. And if it's not the first, you're going to get there yeah. eventually. Yeah. And yes. it's just because you're not like, being yeah. honest. So, yeah. <laughs> it's true. you know, true. but seriously, the bottom line is that is in what she talks about, like God is not the author of our pain. Mm. And we have to fundamentally get to that place. And you may not have been living that way. Like you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. But do you really live as if that's true? Um, And so, you know, talking about suffering comes from three places, basically. Number one, not God. Right. (laughs) Okay. Um, But we live in a broken world. 
mm-hmm. just do. We live in a broken world and we have, um, you know, oppression from the enemy because he's just running around. Um, this was, I can't remember if this was from the church I go to or a sermon I listened to, but it talked about, um, you know, he walks around like a roaring lion and then a lot of time tries to convince us that we've been bitten, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's it. Like that, that we have no, you know, we like to give him a lot of credit if that makes sense. And, and, you know, we have to be careful from that because we're with that because it just shifts the context of how you see everything here on after. If my suffering is that I'm a complete victim to the, this attack, it, it just gives it a lot of power in my life. It doesn't disqualify the hurt. Right. So if we try and go, hold up, no, I'm not going to let this, you know, I'm not going to be victimized by this. You still are hurting. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make you mean you don't feel sad mm-hmm. or don't feel hurt. It just allows it to not take over your entire life. And then you make decisions out of that hurt that right. then impact everybody else. Um, and then, you know, the bottom line is there are also uh, a lot of suffering comes from the sins of others, mm-hmm. um, which ties back. We live in a broken mm-hmm. world and that a lot her of story. Yeah. Comes from the sins of others. Um, and then our own sin, our own choices we make, the consequences for our actions as well. Mm-hmm. And then a rebellion and all of that usually fits into being hurt by someone else, which then leads to, you know, making choices out of that pain. Yep. And that just basically rolls on top of each other and uh, usually doesn't end well unless there's an intervention or a place where we can seek yeah. the Lord to heal that, that, you know, whatever happened. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that made sense. but mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, Brooke, and what you just said, I think... I am like already imagining some people wanting to come at us for this because like theologically, I know there are some people who disagree with this idea and would literally say like, no, this was like, this is God's will. Mm -hmm. Like this thing happening to you or this thing that happened was God's, it's all part of God's perfect plan for your life. And um, it feels maybe like that should sound right because God is sovereign and in control of all the things. And so Mm -hmm. this was his will for your life. Yeah. Um, So I know that there are people who theologically might disagree with this idea. Um, But I think, I mean, I know that we've, you know, in our own study of scripture and even just in our own experiences of life Mm -hmm. and in even working with the young woman that we work with here at Mercy. And just the more that I learn about who God is and honestly, just the more that I take a really clear look at scripture. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like God is good and God does good. Can he bring good? Absolutely. Do I think that he will not allow anything unless he knows he can bring good? I do. But again, these are some things that theologically, mm-hmm. like people yeah. can be all over the spectrum on where they land with this kind of stuff. Yeah. But, you know, we kind of come from this standpoint of like suffering comes from those places. It's oppression from the enemy, mm-hmm. our own choices, other people's choices. It's the broken world that we live in mm-hmm. yeah. and um, how, how God exercises his sovereignty over that is like probably one of the most debated yeah. <laughs> topics in the world, you know? Yeah. And so, but you know, we do, I mean, we, we come from that place that God does not author pain. I cannot look at a single one of these young women mm-hmm. in our mercy home next door to us right now mm-hmm. and say, yeah, it was God's perfect will for your life that you were abused for 10 years. Mm, right. No, yeah. I just, I, yeah. That is not true. Yeah. No, he makes, he makes beauty for our ashes Mm -hmm. and that's what we talk about, you know, but, but yeah, I mean, um, and not to get in a theological debate because I think the bottom line is that's for, if this bothers, you know, you, the listener, if this does bother you or makes you uncomfortable or make you question, then I just encourage you to go to the Lord with it Mm -hmm. and let him talk to you about that. You know, you don't have to take my word for it, you know, (laughs) go, please go do that. You know, but, but what, I mean, you know, 
this wasn't supposed to exist in Eden. Yeah. (laughs) Right. This and the fall was, you know, and we can get into that. We'll go really deep, but just take it for what it is that is God telling us the truth? Is he good? Mm -hmm. Oh, he's keeping something from us Mm -hmm. like that Mm -hmm. whole concept. And y'all know what that is. The spirit of like, uh, maybe he's not that great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. That's kind of that first thing. So, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I hear what you're saying, but yeah. yeah. And I think it's easier to see in situations where it's just obvious that someone's suffering at the hands of another person, maybe. But like what I brought up a lot last year when we had this conversation was that we had, we were just, you know, weeks off of having lost a baby. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that was a little bit harder, yeah. Honestly, because yeah. people would be like, "Well, it was the Lord. The Lord just wanted, you know." Oh. And I was like, "I can't with Man. you. The Lord took my baby. Like, I just yeah. can't with that right now." Yeah. Talk to By the way, like even that. if you believe that, please don't say it. to Other human beings. But I really had to go in. I had to go in and be like, "All right, yeah. Lord." I mean, I had to do some biz and this Absolutely. with yeah. the Lord. Yeah. And and you know, I had to realize like sickness and death and things are not as they're supposed to be. Yeah. Right. That is part yeah. of this side of heaven. Things yeah. are not as they're supposed to be. Yeah. I don't believe it was God's desire for this baby to die. Mm-hmm. I don't think no. that, that I think that it's because we live in a broken, mm-hmm. sinful world where sickness yeah. and death happen and things just aren't as they are supposed yeah. to be. So but that was something I had to wrestle, you know, like we had to oh, wrestle yeah. with. Um so anyway, I just, I'm like, man, listening to you say that I'm amening and going, Ooh, I bet there's some people who are going to be like, mm. what? yeah, and it hits, <laughs> it does. It hits. So at the, at the core of, um, really like Brooke was saying who you believe God is and, and taking it, like you said, to scripture and seeing what God has said about it, going back to the beginning and looking and seeing his original intent, his original heart for mankind. And it's yeah. funny, Brooke was saying, you know, it talking about getting back to that core belief of, do you believe God is good? And I think growing up, I've always, you hear that, like, God is good all the time, all the time. Yeah. You know, like, repeat <laughs> after me. And in my mind, I had like summed that up with blessings. Like, yeah, yeah God is good. And then it just kind of hit a cold place in my heart. Like God was good was like this just really nice quote on a sticker sticker yeah it wasn't just put it on anything yeah just put it on anything like he's gonna give me that job i've always wanted or that bmw and in the last couple years god is i mean i wouldn't double you it's actually not i just chose it because it's a car (laughs) yeah i know (laughs) because i don't know mine's a 1955 corvette if anybody wants wants to bless the lord Mm -hmm. no i've told him (laughs) since i was in fourth grade (laughs) she's on it but would it really would it really hit home what what god has really kind of been unveiling and peeling back those core belief layers was that it really had to do with his heart for me so when we're saying god is good what we're saying is i mean yes god gives good things but it's also his heart for me his intent towards me so it's when i'm saying god is good i mean like his the very essence of his character is not against me it's not out to get me it's not out to attack me but like she said before of course if if the enemy can get us to at least even doubt that like well maybe he really like forgot about me or doesn't care about Mm -hmm. me or like Mm -hmm. really isn't as great as I've been hearing, then that just feeds a whole other sect of lies. And Mm -hmm. or I'm not worth him being good to me. Mm -hmm. That's a whole, Oh girl. So if we take it to scripture, like first John one five says this, this is the life giving message. And this is passion translation. If anyone wants to know, this is the life giving message we heard him share and is still, and it's still ringing in our ears. We now repeat his words to you. God is pure light. You will never find even a trace of darkness in him. So good. And then the second is Ephesians six twelve, And that's, your hand-to-hand combat is not with human beings, but with the highest principalities and authorities operating in rebellion, 
under the heavenly realms, for they are a powerful class of demon gods and evil spirits that hold this dark world in bondage. Mm. Um, it's just two really good reminders that, uh, number one, God is pure light. There's absolutely no evil. So I think, Mel, that goes back to what you're saying about um, does God cause these bad things to happen? I mean, he's not, God is not the author of evil. Like, that mm-hmm. was never his idea. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it, it, so much so that he sent Jesus to be able to, like Brooke said, make beauty from ashes to yeah. redeem um, what was what was lost, what was yeah. stolen. And so... Man, well, yeah. and you know, I'm like, okay, listen, I don't know why I'm sitting over here, like, going, okay, here's what, here's what I, people's, gonna, people are gonna come at us <laughs> with this. No, they're not. They're gonna come at I us. I mean, with, in their car, maybe. But yeah. it's okay. It's <laughs> well, okay. They may, yeah. Don't come to my house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, y'all can come at us. Let's let's have a yeah, that's fine. I'm not saying yeah. like let's fight. Let's just have a conversation. <laughs> yes. No, but like, so the question is, well, what about Job? Yeah, because yeah, that's what. Mm-hmm. But I mean, even when we look at the story of Job. God wasn't sitting up there saying, I want to just like, just destroy everything with this man. The enemy came and requested Mm -hmm. permission because the enemy has to request permission. But the, I also love in that story that it's like, he was so, he was so on a leash. Like he was so like, like the Lord was like, this is what I will even Allow. allow. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, then then you can get into that conversation of him allowing mm-hmm. things. But we, man, we don't have time to dive into all of that today, but we really did. I'm, I'm thinking back to, it doesn't seem like that long ago since we did the whole series on heartache and suffering last year. Um, but we kind of dove into a lot of that and just that whole idea of, of God allowing things mm-hmm. this side of heaven and how if he is sovereign, then he has some level of control over all of this. But then he's also given this power to the enemy. Like, how does all that work together? Listen, I'm not going to claim that we're all biblical scholars and we got it all together. Like from our study of scripture and what we know of the Lord, these are the things that we came to. And we really did unpack a lot of that in our series Mm -hmm. last year that we just can't, we just really can't dive into. We don't have time today. So go listen. I'm like antsy too, but I'm like, no, please go back and listen because we really did talk a lot about that. It's yeah. it's valid questions and worthy questions yeah. that people really grapple with when they're in the middle of suffering. Yeah. yeah. And and try and figure it out before you're in the middle of suffering. Yeah. I yeah. mean that's the thing. Like you've really got to reconcile that. And and you know, a lot of it comes comes by faith sometimes. You know, we don't have to understand, you know, every bit of that. But I think it's also when we go back to Job important to remember that the accuser no longer has a place in heaven with mm. Jesus. He was cast down. So you know yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, so we have to, that's not, that's, that's not how things work, yeah. you know, anymore yeah. with the redemption of Christ. Something else that I had the opportunity to do at Mercy to get to know the character of God. And that was something I deeply needed, but I really didn't believe that deep down he was good and that he was a good father to me. And so I had opportunity to learn truth and I got to see that truly the truth of the Lord, when I became to, when I got to know it, it would bring freedom in my life. If I could share something with those that have partnered or supported Mercy, I would say thank you. Thank you for sowing seeds. The seeds that you've sown are ones that have actually given opportunity for seeds of healing to come into my life um, and many other girls and women like me. Seeds of hope to actually plant it in our hearts that when we had given up on ourselves, there were others that hadn't given up on us. And so I would say thank you for your walking in obedience. Mercy Multiplied is a nonprofit organization completely funded by our donors. We're incredibly grateful and couldn't do what we do without them. If you want to find out more how you can partner with us financially, head over to mercymultiplied.com.
when you are suffering, and again, hopefully you'll reconcile this beforehand because life happens Mm -hmm. and it's not easy and it depends on what your level of suffering is sometimes Mm -hmm. it is traffic maybe (laughs) if you live in nashville (laughs) and then you know and then there's obviously really terrible horrible things that we look at and deal with every single day um you know here at mercy but i think it's really important to ask yourself a few questions you know one well how will god use this redemptively in my life um you know, and another, that one's harder for me when I'm in the middle of something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think if you can look at it as a dreaming thing, like, okay, God, show me, you know, like, like show out for me, yeah, like show out for me how, how good you're going to make this and kind of that belief and, and not in a challenging way, but just in a way of belief that, that this will be made good, mm-hmm. um, that mm-hmm. we are not, you know, to be tossed around by the enemy, if that makes sense, you know, whatever's going on, like what's going to be on the other side of this. And I believe that that's really good. Um, how will he use this loss for my gain? Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes guys, it's just a maturing process, you know? And, and of course I'm not speaking about like Melanie, what you went through or whatever, but sometimes there are situations at work that we just feel like, you know, for example, I'm going to work every day and I am just so unhappy. I'm just miserable. Like, what is this, you know? Mm -hmm. And just speaking into, um, or praying into, you're not missing anything, but asking the Lord, what does he have Mm-hmm. for me in this, yep. you know, like, where do I need to mature? Cause a lot of times we spend a lot of time praying for other people to change. <laughs> we spend a lot of time praying for the Lord to take situations mm-hmm. away, but we don't spend a lot of time asking for the Lord to be with you in the process. Mm-hmm. And what can happen is when we're praying constantly for the Lord to make something go away, especially by the way, when you are finding healing and you are learning to walk in healing, which is a very difficult thing to do, you know, we're like, just make it be easy. Yeah. And then when it's not easy, then we can get bitter. And so I feel like shifting that prayer to Lord, walk with me through this. Show me what I need to know. Show me what I need to learn in this. Um, Be with me in that place um, and not just make it go away. Yeah. Does that make sense? Um, And then, you know, also what has this taught me about God or myself that I couldn't have learned any other way? And sometimes that's on the other side of this, but I will tell you something, guys, a grateful heart Mm. will shift a lot of things Mm -hmm. being grateful, right? We don't want to go paint pictures of Egypt. Um, that's something that Scott and I talk about a lot. You know, have we, when things are frustrating or we're kind of like, man, this has just been a very disappointing week. Well, how many times have we talked about the good things and how quickly do we forget the miracles that have happened? And so we've really challenged ourselves consistently to be like, all right, let's talk about what's good. Let's talk about what we've learned. Let's talk about that. And just the encouraging spirit, the power of your testimony really is that it holds a lot of power. Mm -hmm. Um, and I thought this was really cool. It's that Charles Spurgeon quote. Um, and if y'all don't know who Charles Spurgeon is, he's, uh, I don't even know. Yeah. He's pretty, pretty good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, Um, but he said, I have learned to kiss the wave that throws me against the rock of ages. And, you know, there is, you know, we joke all the time that, um, my husband and I, like, you know, we wouldn't give the keys to a Ferrari to our seven-year-old son Mm -hmm. because he's not ready yet. Right. 
but that's part of what the Lord talks when you're, you know, responsible with little, you can be responsible with much, you know, and, mm-hmm. and a lot of times we think about that with finances, but it's also with emotions. It's also with relationship. It's also, you know, like mm-hmm. it's, it, it matters like your maturing process and, and the rub is what mm-hmm. causes us to grow a mm-hmm. lot of times and uh. he will make that good. Yes. Right. And so it doesn't always go away, but he will always make it good yes. some way. Some way. I always think of the story of, um, of Joseph in this instance, it's just my, it's my favorite on paper. It's not my favorite to live out, you know, in real life when you have your own Joseph experience. But I just think about even those dreams that he, God put in his heart at an early age and then what he had to walk through to eventually get to that place. Like that was no small thing. I mean, you think about even being in prison for 15 years and feeling forgotten. Like he reminded you know, he helps somebody else get out and then says, hey, tell the king like to not forget about me. And he sure goes and forgets about him for a few more years. And I just, I can't imagine what went through his mind. But then you also look at like what you were saying, that process of what God was getting him ready for. And again, there's this mystery. I don't believe that God causes the suffering, but somehow in his infinite perfect will. He allows it and works it for good. And he literally saved a nation through what he did with Joseph, but he also prepared Joseph in that waiting period, in that suffering period. And I don't, I'm not here claiming that like, believe me, I'm not trying to paint this beautiful picture of suffering because it's anything but, but that's a story that I just, I don't know. Well, so that's making me think of, and even the questions that you just asked, Brooke, or that are good questions to ask in the midst of suffering is reminding me that one of the teachings that we referred back to when we did this series last year was a teaching by Matt Chandler um, out of the village church in the Dallas area. And I, I was joking about how when I was in the midst of my own little suffering journey there, I realized I needed someone to kick me in the backside and I usually turn to Matt Chandler to do that because he's really good at it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But he had this teaching that he was talking about James 1, that Mm. James 1, 17 that says, you know, every good and every perfect gift comes down from the Father. Yes. And we always love to use this scripture about everything good comes from the Lord. But the problem is is that that's true. Like his gifts are always perfect and he's going to always give good gifts. But the problem is, is that we have been like discipled to think about goodness or think about perfection through this certain lens. And like we've been discipled, even our culture has discipled us to think that what is good is the immediate lifting of all difficulty, pain or or heartache or difficult things. Like that is what is good. Any sorrow, any, anything like that, that's not good. And so he only gives me good. And so like, I mean, honestly, if you even just pay attention to like what you're watching, what you're listening to, I mean, the atmosphere that we live in is that what's good and what is right is that all pain and difficulty are gone and it's only just pleasure without cost or consequence. Mm. Yep that that's what's good. And so I love it because only in the way that Matt Chandler can say it, this is like quintessential thing he would say. The only problem with that is that experience, history, and the Bible all disagree (laughs) with that idea. Um, He said, you know, and this is literally notes that I took from that teaching. He said, what we believe as Christians is that the very best gift, the very best thing that you and I could ever receive 
is to be reconciled to God through Christ and then abide or dwell in his presence. Mm. If you're not a Christian, the very best gift you could ever receive is to be reconciled to God in Christ. And if you are a Christian, the very best gift you could ever receive is to be made all the more aware of abiding in Christ and pleasure in Christ and to be fully known in Christ. Mm. Those are the best, perfect, sweetest gifts that we could ever receive. And so this, this is where, this is where the kick in the backside came. He's like, if that's true, that then anything that befalls our lives, that moves the needle in that direction, either reconciliation to God or learning to abide in his presence more is the thing that we need the most. Absolutely. And so he's like, God's going to bless you every single day of your life. And you're going to experience great things and you're going to experience healings and you're going to experience breakthrough. But that scripture that's so well quoted in James one is literally embedded in a chapter that's all about the good gift of difficulty and suffering. Mm -hmm. And so it's important for us to know, like not super popular for us to know, even in some circles of Christianity, but it's important for us to know that sometimes the best gift and the most important gift for us is that God would allow difficulty or loss or suffering to like invade our lives. Mm -hmm. And I can 1000% testify to that almost a year after our loss, Mm -hmm. almost exactly a year after our loss, actually, um, where I look back on what was the darkest days of my life. Mm Mm-hmm. Would never. I'm cool not to ever have to do that again. I would like to not have to walk through that journey again. But what I have known and experienced and received of the Lord through that experience, knowing that at the end of the day, it all go, like we have a baby that's in heaven. Our baby's good. Like mm-hmm. baby's totally fine, yeah. loving life. And what I got to experience out of that pain and difficulty and suffering is knowing. Jesus in a way that I never could have known him otherwise mm. ever. And I know this might sound crazy and maybe to some people even like almost insensitive, but I can look back a year now and say, I'm thankful. Mm. Like I wish we still had that baby. I still mourn like even now, like mm-hmm. we're pretty well along in another pregnancy and I still am mourning the loss of that baby. But at the end of the day, I can look back and say, I am thankful mm. Like overall, I don't know that I would have written it, (laughs) but I see why he allowed it. I do. And I see what has happened to me. I see what's happened to my marriage. I see what's happened to my husband, how we know and love the Lord more, how we've experienced him, seen him, Mm -hmm. abided in him. Our marriage is stronger. There's like, and our babies in heaven, like all, this is all such good, wonderful things on the backside. Mm -hmm. And so when I read that like stuff from his, from Matt Chandler's sermon, I'm like, no, I, I totally mm. see that we got the greatest gift mm. and it was abiding more Jesus. and understanding him more and knowing him more. So it's easy for us to talk about this heartache and suffering and be like, yeah, it's just anything that's painful and hard. He doesn't, you know, it's just, he just wants all your pleasure and just happiness and everything to feel good all the time. And I don't think that that's mm. true. I don't think scripture agrees with that yeah. either. So also just being aware of that. Yeah. Peace. Yeah. For sure. Absolutely, man. Man, yeah, no, that's that's such a good point. And I think so much of it too, um, like what we've been saying here, does come back to his character. And and Debbie was talking about how you have to wrestle with that when you're walking through suffering. You have to come face to face with what it is 
that you're asking, what it is that you're facing. And even she uses the word permission to rage, yes, which I love because I think so many times in this conversation, we really try to temper it down. Did I use the right word? We try to fit it nicely in a box. Like, you know, ask God those hard questions and then you need to like have it all figured out or tie your anger at God in a bow. Or, I don't know. We just, I think we forget that he already knows exactly what you're thinking and feeling. And so you just need to straight up come mm-hmm. to him yeah, with what you've got. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think that's great because people need that. People need to know that yeah. in the midst of their absolute rage, like ask him the hard questions. Goodness knows we are not sitting here trying to put some sort of sweet little Jesus sticker on this. (laughs) It's like, God is good sticker on your suffering because man, sometimes you're just not there yet. Yeah. And you need to walk through that and you need to rage and you need to be honest because it's like, it's what's, it's what you're, it's what's in your heart. You gotta let it, you gotta let it out. Like you can't hold that stuff back from him because then you'll always have a piece of your heart that's back from the Lord. So bring it all. Yeah. Bring it all. He can more than handle it. Yeah. Yeah, I think too, and a couple of things you brought up, Mel, and mm-hmm. is that you know we've kind of as a church transitioned from you know it used to be like, I mean people got angry when, you know I don't care how you feel about him when Joel Osteen started saying God loves you, people got very mm-hmm. upset with that, mm-hmm. you know, and and I grew up in a time and depending on what movement you grew up in, but it was like you know we're just all suffering for Jesus, mm-hmm. you know that there was some martyrdom, you know, and if I it was it could be legalistic in ways because that means I did something, you know, mm-hmm. and we can get caught up in that, and then there was kind of this other side of it is like no no God's good, and then that goes swings to the other side of like so you should never be uncomfortable, mm-hmm. right, and then you know now we're all trying to get back in the middle, <laughs> yeah. you know, of stuff. And so, yeah. you know, I am, and, and you and I may fundamentally disagree on this and, and I think that's okay. You know, I don't believe that, you know, just thinking about how I love my kid, do I ever want him to be uncomfortable? Absolutely not. I want him to have pure joy and be just, just amazing at all times and never feel sad and never, you know, feel any of those things. However, I know that I can't rescue him from every single one of those situations or he will never grow up. He will Mm -hmm. become codependent. It will be unhealthy. He will not know how to interact with other human beings, you know? And, and so I think it's just so important to see that, um, it has allowed me at least to trust the Lord in those situations Mm -hmm. where I'm like, but I was doing my best. And he's Mm -hmm. like, let's look at you. Quit looking at them. Let's talk about you. How are Mm -hmm. you handling this? What about you? You know, you're called to do this differently. You want them to do something differently. I'm asking you to do something differently, you know, or, or with some of the loss that we have, you know, walked through, what does this mean? And sometimes it just comes down to Lord, I don't get it. Mm -hmm. I just know you're good and we are hurting and we need you to comfort us right now. Mm -hmm. And that's just the bottom line. That's where Mm -hmm. we're at. And then, you know, it comes in layers, it comes in steps and he's going to show up. And that's Mm -hmm. the the piece of going back to his character. If he's good, then you believe he's going to show up. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean that it, it all goes away. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it all doesn't mean there's not consequences. It doesn't mean that there's not all of those things, but I love what you shared, Mel, that on the other side, like you can see Mm -hmm. how good the Lord made such a terrible, Mm -hmm. you know, hard Mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that's so cool because at the end of the day, he's going to, even if you, you know, what if y'all had chosen bitterness and all that, he's still Mm going to be trying to make this good. Mm -hmm. It's just, are we going to partner with him in that? You know, I think is the. I think maybe the best way to, cause we're all about practicality. Right. So I think that's, the, I think that's a <laughs> great segue into just giving people some practical 
like next steps? If you are in the midst right now of walking through your own story of suffering and pain and heartache, which I would guess that, you know, many of you are, I think first and foremost, just surrendering and and letting go and understanding that, um, you actually don't even have all of the ultimate control of your own life. Oh yeah. That's fun. Fun fact, guys. (laughs) It's great. Let's just, <laughs> so great. Uh, so easy yeah. to do too. Yeah. But also I think there's an element of surrendering, having to have all the answers yeah. um, and surrendering the need to, for it to make sense. Yeah. Um, oh. I, w- I remember a point where I was like, Lord, I'm not going to be okay till I, I can figure this out. And yep. so I'm going to just keep seeking you till I can figure it out. And I remember one day yeah. he's like, all right, well, step one, you will have to let go of needing to be able to figure this out. Yeah. Um, but so anyway, there's a, there's a lot of different elements of surrender in there. But then the other piece is, is something that you brought up, Brooke, was choosing gratitude. And listen, if you are right in the throes of suffering and yeah. someone comes to you, it's like, just choose gratitude. Like, I know you want to punch them yeah. in the face. You might yeah. want to punch us in the face for saying it right now, <laughs> depending on where you are in it. But I will tell you that when you can, when you can get to that point, and yeah. sometimes it takes, a, it takes a little bit of time. But I remember having to, like we literally just said like I had to choose it I had to say all right okay I know that there is something powerful about gratitude and I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and start looking now like even while I'm in the middle of this I'm gonna start looking right now for what's good and man it was it was bizarre like when I was ready it was bizarre the things that I could already count up of like I mean again I'm keep using this example of our loss but I'm like I'm thankful that Jesus made it possible that this baby went to heaven. Mm-hmm. Like, I am so thankful. Like that. I, like, there's so many. There were so many things. I'm so thankful that I was able to get pregnant. Mm-hmm. This was a big yeah. question for us. I'm so thankful that we have a child. Like, yeah. What? These are really great things to be thankful for. Yeah. And that there was something that really something man was happening in my heart when I started to choose that. And mm-hmm. then the last thing was to is to engage. And that's, again, what you were just referring to, Brooke. Like, we can fight it, and we can choose bitterness, and we can choose to swim in our heartache and pain for a long time, and just, you know, this is where I'm going to land, and I don't want to get out of this. And um, there there comes a point where you have to, you have to engage, and even, I don't, I guess I can't say you have to, but if you'll choose to cooperate and lean in, and that was, the thing that the Lord told me on my journey was, listen, because I was like used to kind of being able to figure stuff out like, okay, X, Y, and Z problem. Yeah. Here's X, Y, and Z solution. I'll do this and then yeah. I'll do this and then I'll do this and I'll listen to this and I'll watch this and I'll read this. And then all of a sudden my heart's going to be healed yeah. and nothing was working. And that was something else I had to let go of was just controlling even the healing process. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I did feel like the Lord just told me over and over and over and over again, just keep showing up. Yeah. Yep. Just keep showing up. Just keep showing up. Even when I would show up with him going like, I got nothing to, I don't know, I have a book in front of me. I don't have a scripture to read. I'm just showing up. Yep. And I, I'm, I'm going to listen to you and I'm going to say some things and we're going to just talk. And that's what it was. That's right. That was where the healing process. And that's the, I truly believe that's why I can look back on that journey and be thankful mm-hmm. for it. Yeah. Because I'm I'm like, I, I did. I, that's the only thing I could do was yeah. I just chose to just keep showing up. Yeah. And engaged. I love that. And, and, you know, we use that in the home 
all of the time, right? Today may not be a good day, but are you choosing to be here? Mm-hmm. Are you choosing to show up? Yeah. Yes. And that is why it works. That's because good. they choose every day, whether it's a good day or not. Yeah. No, today I'm here. Yeah. Today I'm going to do this. Today I'm going to follow the program, talk to the Lord, you know, deal with my stuff. And that is a big part of it because we, you know, sometimes think that we have to come prepared with something for him. Mm-hmm. And no, he's just like, just come and sit. That's good. Come and do it. And, and I'm going to, you know, I know we've been going long. I'm going to close with this. You know, as a counselor, guys, I cannot tell you how many times I have seen people believe the lie that if they start the healing process from whatever loss or whatever hurt they had, that they will somehow be disconnected from that person or that event or whatever, you know, that may be like there is an identity that comes in that, Mm -hmm. um, especially with grief um, or especially if you had a lot of hurt from a family, you know, Mm -hmm. member. And so like, I love them, but like, I know this was wrong. I don't know what to do with it. And what I really want to encourage you, if you feel like the the fear of if I move forward, I'm going to somehow be disconnected from them. What I really want to let you know, and I think Mel, you could probably attest to this, you will actually feel more connected mm-hmm. in healthy ways to what happened, to the loss, you know, to when you when you function out of a place mm-hmm. of healing, mm-hmm. the hurt will not dictate every thought, every action, every mm-hmm. interaction. Um, and instead will be such a place of like even though sorrow, joy. Yes. yes. You know, because both things both. can exist. We have Absolutely. a hard time, guys, the both and yeah. We got to live in the both hand. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, you really can. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, I'm just leaving with ca- good, counselor friend. note <laughs> there like for it. you guys. So good. Yeah. So um, anyway, we just want to close out our podcast today. Thank you for being with us. And if you didn't turn us off halfway through, <laughs> I, I don't know that you get a prize at the end, but we're really glad you did. <laughs> and um, we can't wait to uh, talk to you guys next week. We're so glad you joined us today. We'd love for you to head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. You can also find previous episodes there. Mercy Multiplied is a nonprofit organization completely funded by our donors. We're incredibly grateful and couldn't do what we do without them. If you want to find out more how you can partner with us financially, head over to mercymultiplied.com.